Welcome to the Best Version of You podcast, a podcast about surviving struggles, setbacks, hurdles, and breaking out of your limitation, and above all, fulfilling purpose that you have been created to do. This podcast will be coming your way bi-weekly. We'll be discussing topics like discovering self, dealing with pain, and so many other interesting subjects. I encourage you to stay tuned, and I remain your lovely host, Loretta Omo. Hi, everyone. My name is Loretta Omo, and it's another exciting episode on the, of the Best Version of You podcast. And I'm super glad today because I have a wonderful, wonderful, phenomenal guest with us today on this episode and she is no other person wait for it wait for it wait for it you don't know her but trust me by the time this lady is done talking to you all <laughs> oh your life will be transformed this is no brag this is no joke this is something i've seen for myself and i've experienced we have no other person in the house today than Olua Damilola Abe. i'm just gonna give you a brief introduction about who she is and i'll let her introduce herself welcome miss Olua Damilola Abe. are you there yeah, thank you. So good to be here. Awesome. Awesome. We're glad to have you on stage today, too. All right. Ms. Oluwa Damilola Abbe is a determined lady who is on a mission to raise global authors and publishers through her book project consultancy company. Whoa. She's also the founder of the Oluwa Damilola Abbe's network. Oh, my God, guys. You guys don't want to miss this network. You need to be. If you're not on this network, I don't know where you are. <laughs> Toan is the network. <laughs> she owns she's the, the organization is vested with the mission to equip youth with values and responsibility and this is done through capacity building advocacy empowerment program and etc she sits as one of the members board of trustees for the gold heart foundation an ngo that caters for weak and vulnerable children awesome she has stood for um, numbers of years teaching the children self-esteem wow god and personal development beyond normal school curriculum Oluwa Damilola is a volunteer par excellence. No doubt, guys. No doubt about that. She started volunteering right from young age. She's been doing this for a long time. She has been involved in a lot of community service projects and outreaches aimed at bringing an end to rape and abuse of young ones, especially. She advocates for SDG 4 and 5. Please, you want to tell me what SDG is, please? What's that? Sustainable Development Goals. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Awesome. Okay, she has developed herself in various ways when it comes to social impact, notable in enrolling for the series of the African Masterclass by Head Hub Africa. She has enrolled for lots of courses as regards to social impact from Philanthropy University, Coursera, and even studied NGO at the GHFMS Gold Heart Foundation's Mentorship Sphere. She recently volunteered. She recently volunteered as a counselor, tester for Royal Women Health and Rights Initiative, where the female sexual workers are tested, counseled about their health and rights. She believes we are not made to do life alone. That's great. She believes in the power of community because community brings healing. Awesome. And she makes friends and stay committed to them. Perfect. This is why we're here today. She constantly on the move to develop herself. She's a student researcher, a lover of children, pictures, and food. Wow. Your bio is something to talk about. I can't. Just one person. All right, Mr. Lua, I just want to ask you a question. How did you come about all of this? Like, where did all this passion 
come from, from being a volunteer to owning a network, to having an organization, to being a lover of children, to being, um, uh, to taking up projects and volunteering in the community and to maintaining a very, very strong and valid network. How did you, how did all this start? Do you want to share with us, please? And then just give us a brief introduction about yourself who you are something that is not in the book that they won't find on social media I just about <laughs> you the floor is yours again okay thank you so much thank you so much so good to be here I count it as a very rare privilege as you've said my name is Zulua Damiola and okay you said something that is not there ah okay let me say I love love <laughs> <laughs> everybody do I love love too love is awesome love is good God is love we're love <laughs> Yes. So, okay. So, how did I come about all of these things? I would say that right from a tender age, I grew up following my parents to the court. I attended court sessions because my parents they worked with the judiciary then. So, from a very young age, I knew I wanted to advocate for people. It was registered in my mind. Hmm. I was only interested in two things. One, being a lawyer, and the second one, being a professor of books. Mm. I just knew it. So, you know, as I grew up, after secondary school, when I wrote um, JAM, this is Joint Admission Matriculation Board for Nigerians, that is this qualifying exam into universities. I wasn't given law, even though it was law I applied for. Mm. I was given another course. So as I was saying, as I was um, doing the course, I told myself that I would go back and study law, but people were like, no, you don't have to just finish this one. And, you know, by the time I finished and I went for service, I, was, I saw lots of um, CDS groups. Now for Nigerians, NYC is National Youth Service yeah, Corps. That is yeah. where... University graduates are sent to different states in the country to serve their community. It's more like bringing national integration. That's the essence. So there are lots of community development groups in NYC. So I joined that of um, Millennium Development Group. When I joined, we started going to visit orphanages. We started going to visit... Um, um, homes of disabled people so mm. as we go there I just knew that this was, this was something I was really interested mm. in because I, I I don't like people being cheated on wow. <laughs> I don't wow. like I like to speak for people like no you cannot do this this is injustice you cannot just do this so that was how the interest came in and knowing fully well that being a lawyer was no longer the option no longer the option ahead so i had to take volunteering seriously i started volunteering for organizations that has to do with human rights advocacy like that like that now as for teaching i love to teach from a very tender age i love to teach and i love to read so it just everything just blended like that because once you volunteer there are a lot of skills you, you develop. have to yeah exactly you will develop because let's say you go for an outreach and you are told to speak to teenagers of course you have to learn public speaking skills true you have to learn how to write you have to learn how to write minutes 
So some of these skills are things that I developed unconsciously while volunteering. While volunteering. Awesome. That's good. Super, super great. And you're a lover of God as well. That's awesome. So just how has um, this whole journey been for you so far? Um, have you been able to manage your volunteering, your organization, the family and friends, and having God in the picture? How were you able to balance this all together? Okay, I would say that being intentional has helped me. Hmm. Being intentional, then I manage my time well. I know when it's time for volunteering. Okay, maybe it's just two hours in a week, then I dedicate the two hours for it. When it's time to read, I know this is the time to read. Now, for someone like me, I don't pray around 7 a.m. in the morning. No, I stay up late to do my quiet time, to pray, to read my Bible. Because I know that once I wake up, I have lots of things to do. So Mm. I just intentionally stay up late, do what I have to do, so that the next morning, nothing is delaying me. Wow. You get so I just think it boils down to effective time management. Knowing oh, that and then doing what works are, for you. Yes, yes. Knowing that these are the things you need to do and allotting the right time. Okay, mm. this is the time to sit and laugh with friends. This is the time to face my own goals. This is the time to volunteer. This is the time to sit with God. And I know what works for me. Like for many people, they said they read late into the night. For me, I cannot read late into the night. Mm. Know myself. I know myself. I know what works for me. So it's been a very great journey from there. Wow. Wow. That's good. Like I personally, I do late reading because that's how I was able to go through university. It's reading at night and all that. It, it helps me. So I think we just have to be intentional, have that mindset that this is what we want. And you work towards it. Like you chase it. Like you just follow it to the latter and then do what works for you. Like you said, some people wake up yeah. early pray and some people pray at night i think it's just knowing what works for you managing your time effectively that way you can come up with good results wow awesome great job okay so we're going to be talking today about your network a vital means to generation what would you say network is to you what would you say network is because so far with everything that you've been able to do and you're still doing because i know you have dreams and visions that are not yet accomplished yet but you're working towards it how has your network been able to help and what generally is a network for people that are listening? Okay, my network, readers, friends, and support system, they've helped me a lot, a whole lot. Because like you read in my bio, I believe that we are made to thrive in community. Mm. Having this mindset has helped because I know that there's someone out there that has what I don't have. The person True. have what I don't have. True. I have what this other person doesn't have. So I believe that if we come together, things can go further. Things can go better for us. And there's this saying that when you walk alone, you tend to... Uh, I can't even remember how, how... How the phrase works. Well, even the Bible says it, that one would chase 8,000 and two would chase 10,000. Well, well, this must exactly. exactly. is mostly so used for marriage, but then, to be honest, it's used everywhere. It's something that's applicable in every aspect of your life, not just in the couple sense. 
you know, when people work together, they say thing goes faster. They, they use it at work a lot. Teamwork makes the world go faster. You know, when people come together and we have a common goal, there's another thing again. Sometimes people come together, but they, we have diverse goals. Like your mission is definitely different from my mission, but when there's unity and we have a common interest, it makes the work faster. So I, I get your point there. That's, that's good. That's good. So that has is now to me. I think networking is just. I mean, when they say your network, your network, it's just about the people you have around you, mm. basically. You have around you, and like they say, the people around us can make or mouse. So True. it depends on the kind of people you have around you. Then it will it will determine how fast you can go in life. True. All right. So have there been a time in your life where would you would say that you've your your present network right now has helped you accelerate better? Would you want to share a scenario whereby you have to you there's a particular network that you know that this network is something I don't joke with and this particular network has helped me pass a phase of my life and you want to share that experience with us here today? Yes, so yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I think my network has helped me a lot. First of as regards volunteering, in my bio, you mentioned that I volunteered with Royal Women as a counselor tester. It was someone that recommended me. It was one of my friends that recommended me. Mm. I wasn't aware of the opening because it was a job, a paid job. I wasn't aware of the opening. The person just told me, okay, call this number, tell them you are from so-and-so. And that was it. I got the job based on my network. Then sometimes this year, about um, a month ago or thereabouts, I published two papers in an international journal. Mm. It wasn't something I did on my own. It wow. was based on my network because I knew this was what I wanted to do. And I reached out to my friends, to my network. Oh, please, I'm interested in publishing an academic paper. How do you think you can help me? And they started looking for, okay, this conference there, that conference. And when it was time, they gave me the leverage. There's hmm. a particular friend of mine that is a lecturer. He called me, okay, this is how to go about it. And then we did it together and it was a success. So it's my network and lots of things like that. There's a particular one. Personally, my emotions sometimes when it comes to advocating for rape for women and girls, I tend to yeah. go a while sort of. <laughs> it's your passion, because, so there's really no doubt about exactly you pushing so. beyond your limits. It's what you what you have interest in. I tell you, you know when you hear some of these stories, maybe a girl like last year in Nigeria, a girl went to the church to read, and then she was raped and killed right inside the church. You know, yeah, I heard that story. story very pathetic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's a way it affects you. And I knew that my emotions were getting at me. And come to think of it, emotions don't bring justice. So why should I get worked up? <laughs> Over something you're just thinking in your mind and then it ends there. <laughs> I tell you, it won't bring justice. So it was one of my friends, one of my network that counseled me and told me not to wear my emotions on my sleep. And lots and lots and lots like that. As a matter of fact, whenever I have a project and I post it on my WhatsApp status, the first set of people to share it are my network. Wow. They will share it. They will even pay yes. for people 
they share with their friends. So these are some of the benefits a great network has afforded me. All right. So my question to you right now is how do you get, how do you create wonderful, efficient network that wherever you go, as you progress in your journey in life, as you aspire to be who you are, those network will always remain regardless of whatever comes your way, even when the ships are down or even when things don't seem to work right, your network will still stand firm. I've seen that in a couple of times in your, in your stories and in your projects, whereby even though you feel like, okay, we, 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 are, we, we're working towards this goal and we didn't get it. But then your network still had this strong thing for you. Like they stood for you and they're like, okay, you know what? Regardless of what happens, we're still standing with you. We're still pushing. Just failed this one, but we'll pass the next one. How are you able to get networks that are very, very effective and efficient and they stood with you no matter what happens? Okay, I'll say that this has been possible because I bring value to the table. Mm. I think that is it. Because nobody wants to associate with someone that is of no value. Like I do say, friendship is an exchange of value. Mm. This value doesn't connote money. It doesn't connote money. You can be friends with someone and the only thing the person would offer you is emotional support, which is totally fine. I mean, not everyone has the money to give you, but some people will be there. They at least will be tired and they'll just be there like, oh, sorry about this. Don't worry. You can always do better. And you feel relieved. So friendship is an exchange of value. Also, your network must, must give you value. And naturally, people don't want to, people don't want to associate with people that have no value. So I'll say that what has helped me to navigate this is the value I bring to the table because I constantly develop myself. There's something we call personal development. I know I should invest in myself and whatever I invest in myself will stay with me forever. So forever. I constantly myself. I do courses, I read, I constantly talk to myself, I get better. Then they know that this person, she's valuable. So you cannot just remove her from the equation. Even when mm. things are not working as planned, they know that she's of immense value. I support them too. I'm not the kind of someone that will be in a network and I'll only be getting, I'll be taking from people. I'm not giving out because people are also wary of users. Users are people that are just collecting, they are taking. Yeah, some people are just extorting from you. That's some friendship that you keep. All they just want is give me, give me, get, get. And they are not, it's true. That's the truth. We just have people give me, give me, give me. They are not contributing anything to your life. I think it should be balanced. I think we should be, everything should be done with balance. Like as much as you're receiving from that person, you should also be able to contribute a vital aspect into that person's life. That's, that's very, very vital. So which brings me to another question. So how do we get that network? You said something about you being able to create value and then Given the value that you create that made them stay. So how did you come about the network in the first place? Like, how did they come? Like, did you use social medias or the more projects you went through, the more values you were creating from your projects or from your outreach, you, people were coming, you were getting contact. In case, for people who would, re, would want to have good networks, because sometimes we have people who just have a couple of friends and they are not an extrovert. And would you say you're yeah. an extrovert and that helped you get your good network or... Because we have extroverts as well who friends, having friends are not difficult for them. The values they create is just something that comes naturally. 
way. So they are pullers of crowd and that way people will come to them and then they support their dreams and then they become their Now for introverts who have nothing, no much friends, probably one or two or something they won't even have at all. But yeah, at the same time, they want to, they want to create good networks. How do they go about it? I think the first thing is working on our mindsets. Coming to that point of realization that you need a good network. Set with first in your mind that you need a good network and then be intentional about it. Be intentional about it. Work on yourself. You've established that. Create time for personal development. When you know that you have something to offer, then getting good network is very easy. Now for extroverts, attend events. Go mm. out, attend conferences. And when you go to these events, when you attend these conferences, when you attend these seminars, don't sit down in a corner and start pressing your phone. Mm. People, let's say you're at an event, go and meet someone. Hello, my name is this, this, this. This is what I do. This is I what do. I Can do. I do? Mm, introduce yourself that, that way. To meet people, and the first thing you are doing is taking a selfie. Yes, it's good to take selfies, like it's totally fine, but connect with people. Ask them what interests them. Ask them what their passion is. That way you can run through some conversation and then make a mark. They won't forget you. True, true, true. That's very true. Hmm. Also, for introverts, you can make use of online. LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Don't just say you're a private person. Reply to comments. Make posts. Even if you cannot make posts, join groups. Comment. Contribute. Comment so people are in the platform. Contribute. You don't. They are ghost members. You can't even hear from them. They. Won't, I'm telling you. I don't know how people do it. You stay in a platform. You hardly contribute, even when you know that you, you have a vital point that will be beneficial to that platform. And then you join. And I wonder how you are able to stay in a platform, no contribution whatsoever. You are just there. And then they keep posting and they post. And they even ask questions that it is your field or it is related to you or it's something that is in your line of network or your line of um, expertise. And people will say nothing and they will just be there. So I, I it's like a, a, it's a problem like it, it baffles me how they are able to cope like that and yet we say oh i don't have friends or oh, i'm not progressing oh my network is not good enough but there are things that people just take for granted it's a very vital point you're making there that's good that's very true good. that's very true my closest friend i met her online hmm. i met her online. and we didn't see it till after 11 years wow wow 11 years after Yes, yes. So people should just intentionally bring themselves out. When you see a post, make comments. And when you want to make comments, don't just make comments like apps. Wow. No, read through the post well. At least make a sentence or two sentences. Don't say something, write something that the person would remember you. The person would remember you. That's how to, that's how to connect with people that's how to get great network because the truth is nobody would jump on you network would not fall on you you that's true they won't come and meet you at your doorstep <laughs> exactly you have to go out of your way then volunteer volunteer you can volunteer both offline and online mm. i noticed that volunteer volunteering affords people 
the needed skills, the right skills, because things you, you think you can never do, you discover that you are able to do them. Because in volunteering, there is a lot of delegation. So once something is delegated to you, you will do it now. Mm. You do it. So volunteering affords people the privilege to network. Perfect. Then also, if you register for classes online or so, make comments. I don't understand why people would belong to a WhatsApp group or a Facebook group. And for months, they'll just be there. When you call them out, they'll tell you they are learning silently. If everyone is learning silently, then... The class will be very, very inactive. (laughs) You can imagine a lecturer is teaching and asking questions and nobody has answers. You will be frustrated. You won't want to teach anymore. So that's just how it feels like when people are in a group or there's a platform and they need you to make contributions or say something and it's just dormant and everybody's just quiet. And you're like... I don't get it. Why are you not saying anything? I need your contribution. But I also, I also think why people really keep quiet is sometimes they feel inferior. Sometimes self-esteem is a problem. And I think people should deal with the aspect of their self-esteem. No knowledge is a waste. No idea. See, there's nothing like a stupid answer, to be honest with you. Because your answer might not be, it might not be accepted, but then it's not stupid. Sure. It's not stupid because... It's how you see it. You might explain it in a way whereby it might not be favorable to that particular situation, but then it's not a stupid answer. I have a lecturer who once told me all answers are not, said, said there's nothing like a wrong answer. It might just be, it might just not be the perfect answer for this situation, but it's not a wrong answer. So that's just what it is when people ask questions and then I'm like, I'm not going to say anything or I'm just not going to contribute. No, your contribution might not be accepted, but it doesn't mean that it's a stupid contribution. The fact that you've been able to even express yourself is a plus, is an addition. And it's, it's a, it's a, uh, what do we call it? It's, it's something to be grateful for. Like you need to applaud yourself. Yeah, it's an appraisal for yourself that I was able to contribute. Even if it was not accepted, it does not mean it was a stupid answer. It just meant that it wasn't perfect for that particular if scenario. One, if, one if one contributes, it's builds one's self-esteem. Esteem, true, true. That's, that really would help I mean, you that. Yes, I mean, you're in a public place now and a question is asked and you say something, even if the answer is not fit, for that particular question. But for you to stand up, to say something, then the next time you know that, yes, last week I stood up, I was able to talk. This week then, I think I can do better. It sort of motivates one. So I just think people need to come out of their shell because you need people. You need people. And if you don't go out to meet them, there is no way they can meet you. And even if you meet people, don't... Don't leave the work to them and say that, eh, she's the one that came to meet me. You understand, you know, there are people that you'll be friends with, they won't reach out to you, they mm. won't make any so It's not just about you reaching out to people or you getting a good network. The thing is, what are you offering to? How, how best are you reaching out to them? Sustaining it. You have to be able to yes, sustain it. There are people that say that, and this person has not called me today, then I'm not going to call the person. I mean, you should know that this person, this network of people, they have your interest at heart. So you should also reach out to them. You should also make efforts. Hmm. Because like I said earlier, no one wants to, no one wants to sow where it's not fat time. I mean, no one wants to waste this sort of time now. No one wants to do that. So as they are reaching out to you, as they are giving you the needed support, you too, you should do same for them. 
Yeah. That way, it is mutual. Nobody is feeling like a burden. Nobody is feeling like this body is too much on me. I can no true. longer cope. <laughs> so it's mutual. You are benefiting. I'm also benefiting. So how do people give back? How do people um, show mutual interest? How are they? Are there things that people can do that you suggest in case of okay, you know what? I had this network. They've always been there for me. They've been with me. They've been doing so much for me, and I want to do something back in return. But I don't know what to do. What do you think people can do? I, I'll say this from the aspect of okay, there's this particular network. I mean, this particular lady. She's always giving out. She's always expressing herself. She's always sharing tips, giving us advice. But I want to do something, but I don't know her, and I don't even know what to do. You said something about volunteering. That's good. But what if the organization or the couple of friends don't even have anything you can volunteer volunteer for, something that you can help them with? What are other ways that people can actually be a blessing as well and give back to that particular network that they have? Okay. I would answer this from the place of love languages. Mm, perfect. We perfect. have five types of love languages. And I think there are also support languages. There are support languages in that... For some people, it's just to help them share their flyers. Some people, mm. it's just to recommend them. Some, is just a word of encouragement. Mm. Just let them know how well they are doing. There are lots of people. I mean, everybody wants to be appreciated. That's true. Everyone. That's true. Everyone. So if it's to just reach out, oh, wow, Loretta, you are doing so well. I'm super proud of you. It gives mm. them the needed ginger. True, true, to do more. That's very true. You can ask for the account details. You can send them something little. I mean, it's the art that matters. That not matters. The, the motive, not even what you do. It's the yeah. motive behind it's it. Not what giving. It's the art, the motive. So you can reach out with a word of encouragement. You can do it to recommend them to people. You can give them gifts. You can just do anything, anything that will, you can support them because there are people that many times people that are always out there, always sharing. Many of them they don't have close friends. I mean, really close people around people that they can run to when they are down. You know that there are some people that all they need is emotional support. True. Just be present. Listen to me. When I'm down, just listen. I want to feel this sense of belonging that, yes, I have this person that listens. So it, it depends. Just look at them, support them, recommend them, share their flyers, patronize them, give them gifts, send a word of encouragement, let them know how great they are doing. Wow. I think this is the form of Wow, 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 wow. Awesome. This, this yeah, tips are people really that they, they pay for. I know people that pay for courses for their friends. They know that, okay, this course will do this person well. Then they go ahead, they pay for. Actually, pay for to it. be honest with you, and, things are actually changing. For your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You can yeah, take a vacation for your friends. True. Days. To be honest, pay things are that. changing. Gone are the days where people will buy. Well, there's a people who buy gifts for you, clothes, but it's to be honest, I'm no offenses to people who buy clothes, gifts, and shoes as a birthday gift. But things are really changing whereby these days birthday gifts could be investment costs, could be courses, oh. could be it could be you buy so people even buy stock for you as birthday. I, I think I saw your yeah, I wanted to mention it, and I was super awesome. <laughs> yes. I saw your birthday wish list, and in my mind, I'm like, wow. 
I, I think there's there's need to be some prioritizing change in here. Things we need to be we need to set our priorities right because things are really changing and we have to move with 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 what what is valuable to us. Let me use that word. Whatever is valuable to you is what you have to what you should move with. So I I think there are networks that do extremely awesome to people. Like they just they're just there for you and it just all depends on what you give to them and how, that's how they are able to give back to you. So that's a very vital point. You could buy them, you could register them for courses. People buy stock for people. People do ex- different things. Ex- no, the, the days of material things are kind of going gradually. Yes, so something that will last forever. I know someone that on her birthday, her friends gathered and they registered her company. Wow. Just imagine that. What what else? What else can I ask for? What what kind of network again do you need? Your <laughs> friends gather and register your company. What else do you want to ask for? Something that even your family members might not be able to do at that. Point. Not like they cannot and do it. You might not be able to even raise personally raise for, for your yourself. own. You know, the network come together. And then that's a very huge acceleration there because you've been like a step ahead of your journey. Your journey not just move to the next phase and that's what we're talking about but that's all because we create value now i'm just going to ask you one last last question so we we talk about network now there are networks of their spiritual networks and then their career networks like they are just general networks now how do we combine in this your networks i think your networks has to tally with your values so the your the value the person that you are you what you stand for or your um, legacy and what they know you for is the things that attracts the people to your life that they can they attract the network that comes to you and stays with you now how do we how do you balance the because i know sometimes you have people who are godly and christian and then they have this seed to impact life to bless life they're in their various fields of study how are you able to manage because i know you're a lover of god how you may able to manage your spiritual network together with your physical network and your career and your goals and everything together is it that you have a separate network for spirituality and you have another network for career how are you able to merge the two together and now what has worked for you okay when you were speaking this came to mind i've heard people say that you should compartmentalize your friends hmm, compartmentalize your friends it has really worked for me in that I'm not putting the old burden on friendship on someone. When I need tips or when I'm um, down spiritually, I know the person to call. Mm. I know the person to reach out to. Oh, I can't pray. This and this are happening. I know the person to reach out to. When it comes to my emotional well-being, I also know the person to reach out to. When it comes to my career, my academics, I know the person to reach out to. So this has helped me because this is what I practice. It has really, really helped me. That's where someone is not feeling too burdened because mm. when it comes to career, the same person, spirituality, same person, um, emotional well-being, same person. When you just want to rant, same person, relationship advice, same person, you know, the person would it becomes overwhelming. Yeah, true. Over yeah. too much burden on one person. True. The person will be tired. So I think compartmentalization has worked. It has worked. You are able to figure out that. You know, you cannot say you have a network and it's just one person now. No, no. So you need to have network in every area of your life, every area. So that that way you are able to ride on their wings to fly. 
spiritually, wow. you know the person you can turn to. I'm down. The person can send you songs or messages, and then you feel much better. It doesn't mean that all the people they must relate to themselves. It doesn't mean your spiritual network must be friends with your physical network. They must your be career your network. network. No, 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 no. But you all can have emotional understanding. Like everybody is just fine. It's just fine. But you personally, you know who to turn to when you are down spiritually. You know who to turn to when it comes to relationship issues. You know who to turn to when it comes to volunteering. Personally, I have someone that I turn to when it comes to angel stuff. And when it comes to emotional well-being, I have another person. So the ability to compartmentalize your network helps. That way, nobody is overwhelmed. Then you yourself, you are able to think straight because there are times that you want to reach out to this aspect of your network and the person is busy. Especially when the person is the only one attending to your emotional needs, your physical needs, your health needs, your career needs. You know, people, they also have their own life to live. I mean, you should understand it. So you cannot just try to drop your burden on someone. But when they are compartmentalized, even when it's spiritual help you need and you reach out to the spiritual person, that way all other network, they are still fine. Not that you've overburdened this person, you have overburdened that person. And I mean, everybody the has their place. <laughs> feed to answer you very well, simply because the person is tired, the person is exhausted. There was a time this year that I had to post on my status that I wasn't available to attend to anybody like literary yes i was available to attend to people that are coming with book projects editing and all of that so but emotionally i knew i wasn't i knew i wasn't fine so i had to post about that see i'm not ready to attend to anybody as regards being emotionally there for people and yes they understood just imagine that i have people relying on me for their emotional needs when I know that I'm not functioning well myself, how, how would I attend to other people? You can't deliver at that point. So compartmentalization works. Yes. Wow. Thank so. you so much. Now, I would like to, I'd like to ask you this final question, last question. So your network, I'm sure your network is over. We're talking about thousands of people here at your network. How do you keep in touch with all those people? That's number one. And then number two, your family and like they are your basic fans they are your number one fans and they're your network your people that you that they can always be there for you regardless whenever the time of the day sure. now your family has been part of your network how did you put your family how did you manage your family priorities as well as your thousands of network that you have together now would you say because for people i, I know there are people out there listening who have couple of friends or couple of networks that they are like okay this person is is my go-to for this this person is my go-to for this and we have go-to for different aspects of our lives which is good some people call it mentors some call it and all that now for people who have thousands of networks like thousands of people who they always have to go to or they look up to them how do they manage that network that thousands of people together with your family because your family is always your number one friends before other people come in Okay, as for my family, um, 
in my own family we are closely knitted so mm. i think that, that's <laughs> that makes it easier we call almost every day we are closely knitted so that one is no problem we reach out to ourselves we support ourselves now managing lots of network i think the ability to differentiate who is a colleague from who is an acquaintance from who is a friend would help because the truth is everybody cannot be your friend true true so you need to differentiate them not that you are expecting friendship from from someone who sees you as a mere colleague and yet both the friend and the colleague can be in your network so you might have a thousand of network but under that network you have friends Mm, you have class. that makes sense mm. you have friends you have mentors you have, you have families you have role models too you have colleagues you have people that are just social media friends and you might even have mentees too among that network too exactly exactly you have people also looking up to you you have clients you have customers and they are all in your network so the ability to differentiate them back to compartmentalization Mm. the ability to differentiate them helps now how do i reach out to these people honestly reaching out is tough it's tough because you know you have your own personal issues you are dealing with having to keep up it can be exhausting very very it can be exhausting i mean yeah there are people that won't be online for months and no one would even notice that's true. That's, that's true. <laughs> but there are people that, if they don't post for two days or three days, everyone is reaching. Everybody's out worried. We're panicking. <laughs> <laughs> We're panicking. We're concerned. Something is wrong. I hope everything is going on fine. You understand? So, yeah. Honestly, that is tough. It's tough, but we don't have to be intentional about it. Wow, wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It has been a very exciting session. Like, learned so much myself, and I'm sure my listeners have learned. So, one last word for people out there who are struggling with networks, struggling with friendship, struggling with um, the people in their circle, struggling with how to move on to the next phase of their life, not concerned. One last word for them. I'll leave with this saying when you bear fruit, your tribe will show. So focus on bearing fruit. Mm. When you bear fruit, people will show up for you. Mm. Wow, wow. Bear fruit. That's the word. Bear good fruit and people will show up for you. Stand for the truth. Stay, stay focused and bear good fruit. That's Thank you so much, Miss Damilola Abbey. I am super, super excited. Honestly, me, myself, I'm blessed because it's been like a, a whole session of so much value you've just, you've just given us here well, at no cost. And we don't take this for granted. And we hope that um, we'll continue to see more of you on this podcast. Would you like to share your handle in case people want to reach you with regards to your project, your volunteering, your, your networks and your book projects and the company and your, the auto publishing that you do? in case people were to reach you yeah would you want to share that for people to hear yes i help aspiring authors become globally published authors that is i help brands and businesses tell their stories in books i believe we all have a message for the world and as such we should not keep those messages for ourselves because they will help people 
So you can reach me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and all social media platforms at Uluwadamlola Happy. That's it. That's it. Thank you so much, Mrs. Abbe. I am so, so, so glad. I'm so glad. All right, listeners, there's been an awesome session and we're super excited. Thank you, Ms. Adam Lolabi. I'm so glad that you joined us today. God bless you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Burst Version of You podcast. Make sure to visit our website coming your way soon on www.loretaomo.com where you can subscribe to shows on iTunes or Spotify so you will never miss a show. You can also follow us on our social media platform on Instagram, Loretta Omo. If you love this show, please leave us a rating on iTunes or Spotify so that we can continue to bring you exciting episodes. Thanks for listening and see you next time. I remain your lovely host, Loretta Omo. Stay loved always.